You're listening to the Curiosity Collective podcast. I'm Arpita and I'm Deepika. Over the last few months I've been going to beaches in Mumbai suburbs to join cleanups uh, that started in Varsova Beach and it was led by this man called Afrosha. Um and after the first visit I sat down and wrote this in my notebook which was my first impressions of the beach. An excavator is digging the tightly packed sand, its mouth burrowing hungrily as it goes back and forth, making its way up the beach. Lying exposed in its wake are pieces of cloth, milk packets, toothpaste tubes, and once glossy bottles now grotesquely misshapen. It's actually what got me thinking about waste and the overwhelming presence it has in our everyday lives. Yeah, and I think all the stats point to that direction, right? I I mean, this article I came across uh, said that India is uh, completely being buried under mounds and mounds of garbage. We generate something like 1.50 lakh metric tons of solid waste every single day. And uh, your city Mumbai <laughs> produces 7,500 metric tons on a daily basis. Yeah, you tell me these big numbers, and I have to say they don't mean anything to me at all. It's it's just it just feels too big. It's confounding. Yeah, and I think also that's what led us to this four part uh, trash talk series, and you know, beginning with this one, and you know, it's as a, it's a way to actually explore how people in cities are engaging with this issue of garbage and what they're doing, and how all of us can be part of the solution. Um, and I thought, what better place to begin than my own backyard at Versova Beach in Mumbai? And you know I think I have actually come across Afrosha uh didn't he get the UN Environment's Champions of the Earth award mm. in 2016 exactly and I think I chased that out of curiosity and I found all of these amazingly astounding before and after pictures of the Versova beach I mean it showed that in the first place it had garbage piled 5 feet high stretching to about what 3 kilometers and uh, now they've gotten it to a place where you can actually see the beach i mean you can feel sand under your feet absolutely and they cleared something like 20 million kgs of trash and you know and then after that um in 2017 afrosha got the indian of the year award for public service and a whole bunch of others thereafter um and so the first time i was there i actually got a chance to talk to a group of 16 year old volunteers who come out to the beach for cleanups you find all sorts of things here from like There's a lot of alcohol bottles here yeah And alcohol bottles. You find a lot of wrappers. You find detergent. Milk packets. Number one. Oh, many of them. This is not only a place where, like, you know, it affects humans. It affects animals too. And it affects our nature. And you, know, So that's sad. So you you see a lot of consequences happening here. That's going to be you know, beaches are important and beaches are aesthetic. You know, you would want them to keep it clean and you know, it's beautiful in nature. It's so you don't like seeing them dirty, do you? I mean, no one wants to see them dirty, and uh, and I love that they're choosing to get out and get their hands dirty, literally. Yeah, both girls, Shaili and Rupsha, you know, spend a part of their weekend sorting out garbage on the beach. And they'd first heard about Afrosha when he went to their school um, to talk about the human-ocean conflict and the consequences it has for marine life. And uh, what got Afros out to the beach actually was exactly that—that that, you know, he wanted to look at um, this problem of human-ocean conflict. And you know, that's where I first met him when he was on his hands and knees sifting through waste. My name is Afrosha. I'm a lawyer by profession, but an ocean lover by choice. See, every plastic which you pick up here, if not picked up at the beach, 
it will do two things. It will become a food of a marine species. A fish will eat it, a bird will, a fish will swallow it, a bird will ingest it. Look at this styrofoam. This is a potential food for a marine species. So be, people have got it wrong. Beach cleaning is not about clean beaches, sorry. Clean beach may be a consequence, maybe it will never become clean. But what we are doing is we are not allowing these to go into the deep sea and trouble the marine species. One, second, if too much plastic lands in the belly of the ocean, the naturally existing ecosystem is bound to get disturbed. There are microorganisms there who will swallow it. See, the salt water can eat the organic waste. The salt water can't swallow the plastic. So that's a worrying factor. And hence, uh, I feel nicer that this plastic uh, will make sure uh, this pickup will make sure that those many marine species will have a, uh, a healthier life. My Warsaw Beach, if you're showing the video, oh my God, I never thought how that beach will be clean. Three and a half kilometers of this much garbage. And every time we'd clean, one tide would come and place it. Every week we clean, tide will land. We used to, you know, my volunteers after one and a half year, they said, Afros, will this beach ever be clean? So I used to tell them this beach cleaning is not about clean beaches. It's about the marine species whom you're protecting, for God's sake. Now, this approach of taking it uh, one step at a time is something that another of Afros' volunteers was telling me about. Um, so Akhilesh joined the group in 2016 and described what he saw the first time he went to the beach. So my name is Akhilesh Bhargav. I have been a part of uh, Afros' team for the past three, three and a half years now. So I once met, uh, you know, Afros and uh, someone said that, you know, the, he's trying to handle a very big problem on Warsaw Beach. I'd never been to the beach at Warsaw. And uh, I met him in office and I told him that let's approach the chief minister and I think, you know, we need to sort his help. So Afros just said that, Akhilesh, why don't you come on the beach once? And the very, it was a Friday, I remember. And on Saturday morning, I went to the beach. It was raining heavily. You couldn't see anything. And I walked on the beach and I was just walking on plastic and I could not believe what was happening. And there I see a bunch of 50, 60 people working in crazy amount of rain, just trying to pick up plastic. And I think that was the day which kind of changed my life. And I said, oh my God, this is something which I, I actually thought that I, this could not be solved in a lifetime. If you would have seen Warsaw Beach at that point of time, that's what you would have thought. And here we are. So interestingly, Akhilesh is also part of the All India Plastics Manufacturers Association. And he was talking about how his perception of plastic and its use changed after that first visit to the beach. I bet because uh, I think Mumbai has some of the worst polluted beaches in the world. So this research I came across by Litterbase, a German research uh, organization uh, which studies ocean health and particularly the presence of plastic debris on four beaches in Mumbai. They, they did the study and uh, found that an average of almost 69 items could be found per square kilometer. I can believe that. And, you know, and it's the microplastics in particular that are so harmful. I mean, you're they're talking about like thousands of sachets of shampoo and fabric softener and gutka and just the really small size packaging, which then breaks down into these smaller fragments. And then the larger plastics, of course, like instant noodles and chips packets, they're, you know, strewn as far as the eye can see. And all this awful plastic ends up in the bellies of sea creatures. Mm. I mean, we've all seen those really awful pictures of birds and turtles where, uh, you know, you split up their tummies and you see that they're full of plastic and they've choked on it. They've died of starvation because of it. And the study I just mentioned also said this, that Litterbase found that a total number of species affected by plastics is 1,220. And of course, it's going up. Yeah, but you know, Afros actually grown up in a Mumbai um, that had a very different beach. And 
You know, so a part of what he, what also brought him back there was to see if he could go back to that beach of his childhood. My early teen, teen years, mm. my early childhood was near a lake called Pawe Lake. Yes, I've been to that lake. My father used to take me there. Very interesting. Every weekend he used to take, he used to fish. So, you know, when you put in, in India, we fish through angling, you know, you have a rod and you put an angle. Then after that, in my teen years, I was here. Okay. So I used to come to that beach. Then after that, when I became a lawyer, I shifted to Bandra. I stayed in Bandra for some eight years. Then suddenly when I came back, this beach had become garbage done. I still remember the first day when I came to look and I saw, oh my God, what's happening? And then your lawyer instinct would have naturally told you, go to, go to the court because the government seems to be not delivering the BMC. We have in law a term called mandamus. It's called continuing mandamus. You file a PIL at Bombay High Court and tell the judge the government is not working. So please issue a mandamus. A mandamus means to direct. So that's my natural lawyer instinct. But my human instinct told me that's not right. That's not the correct approach. And that's when I used my two hands. I said, come on, let's go. I started with an 84-year-old man who was suffering from cancer. I didn't know. He was the secretary of my building. His name was Harbansh Mathu. Me and him went for the first time on the beach, all alone in October 2015. And I remember still, we both of us picked up five bags, we were so happy. Lots of changes in people. See, the change has to be not at a systemic level, if you ask me. Because that systemic level you do, whether under a law or a cooperative society, whatever. Change has to be individual. So if I'm able to change two people, I've done my job. You're not Mother Teresa. I'm, I'm no, under no hallucination. That I'll become a Mother Teresa or somebody will have to become a Mother Teresa. No, no. It's a matter of fact. Just go and do it. So my beach cleans are also a matter of fact. We go, do it, come back, go, do it, come back, go, do it, come back. People call us insane saying, well, for four years you've been cleaning. I said, that's it. There's nothing wrong with it. Four years we ate food. Four years we generated garbage. Four years I created carbon imprints. So what's so great if I four years I picked up the plastic? There's nothing great about it. In fact, all of us should be doing it. Yeah, so beach cleanup is about leading by examples, you know. Afro Sattabha starting the cleanups with his neighbor, but he also began to mobilize all sorts of different people to join him. I mean, in the seven beach cleanups I've gone for so far, I met people of every age group, you know, every shape and form who just come out to do this work together. And in fact, one of them uh, is the 74-year-old woman called Primla Hingorani. And she calls herself Auntie 72, actually, because that's when she opened her Facebook account. And you know, it's just, it's lovely to see her out there every week picking up garbage and it's just it's inspiring to be around her. I bet she sounds inspiring. And um, I can't imagine something like this even being possible without involving a whole host of people. It must have been a massive effort. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, I've seen videos where everyone from Amitabh Bachchan to the UN Rapporteur have joined him on the beach. And in fact, at my first cleanup, Dia Mirza with, and contestants from Miss India were there for the beach cleanup. Um, and Afroz was actually describing how he used to do this mobilization, you know, just going at it one house at a time. Oh, I used to go house to house. Uh, initially, my cleanup used to be only on Sunday for first three months. Then after three, four months, we did Saturday, Sunday. So what we did was we used to step out and I used to come back from the cleanup, eat my lunch. It's a morning cleanup and go house to house. Gandhian philosophy, don't get it right. Wearing like a two loincloth down and up, that's not Gandhian philosophy. The Gandhian philosophy was this. Gandhian philosophy was to take, if you saw a problem, you take everybody on, on board and sure. When Gandhiji launched the Quit India movement or when he fought for the independence, everybody was with him. The Birlas and the Tatas, that time people said, oh, India is a very poor country. How did you get these Birlas on board? But they were, 
Because after all, you are a citizen and you are generating garbage. So what you would do? You know what I mean? You'll have to own up. It's a Gandhian way. It's love, no? If I smile to you, you smile back. I mean, how difficult it is. I mean, we have a, human beings have a very beautiful emotion called love. And in, in this day and age, we don't use it quite often. We are selfish with love. I think once you become selfless with love, and that's what this moment is all about. I connected to people on smile, I connected to people on food. If you come to my house on a Saturday, Sunday, there are hundreds of them. Now when I was walking out, there were at least 25 volunteers there. So some were cooking, some had their lunches, some were having conversation. I think as human race, we have forgotten all that, hence that aloofness. And from that aloofness arises the loss of sense of belonging, and from that loss of sense of belonging arises the waste. That's link. The more we are connected to others, the more okay we are with uh, other species. You know, I really like how Afro speaks of uh, this form of action as a reflection of love. And uh, I think so many of us feel this deep sense of concern, um, you know, even anxiety around these issues. But we don't necessarily see its connection to action. And I, I sometimes end up wondering if, you know, that leads to us just accumulating anxieties because it's not heading anywhere. And I remember from our conversation, you'd been to the beach cleanup the first time and you said that it calmed you down like, in a way that you hadn't been for a long time. Yeah, I think there's something about um, shared action and doing which is transformative, you know, and even if you're faced with these huge challenges and and for me, it was also, there was something about working with so many people I didn't know, um, but also knowing that there would be people there week after week. It, it felt really reassuring. And in many ways, it also made me feel less lonely. Yeah, I mean, that is the special thing about getting a community together. But any community action is such a massive commitment for the person who's going about <laughs> doing it. So how, do, how does he organize this? Oh, there's cleanups every weekend on Saturday and Sunday, plus two or three midweek engagements, you know, with different stakeholders like shopkeepers in and around Varsova. And he has a team that he works with to help him do this. Um, but also what I found really interesting was that it extends beyond the beach. I mean, he has a fully open house policy and, you know, there's volunteers going into his house afterwards for breakfast and chai. And you know, there's conversations around plans for the next week. And it's just a space that he's been successful in bringing lots of different sorts of people together and I think, you know, and it was actually there that I met another of Afroza's volunteers, um, one of the core group members, Fezan, And he's 25, but has this air of deep thoughtfulness about him. And, you know, after working with Afroz, he's actually chosen to make this a full-time commitment. Um, and he was describing his early experience. I felt really good about it, that I was not the only one. First of all, I was proud of myself to actually go there because that's, I think, the first step. And that's the most difficult step because you don't know what you're going to do. You don't know anybody there. And that's what I feel that most people back at home who would even read about this, see it in social media. That, that is what they would, that, would, that is what, is, what stops them, what, what holds them back, you know, uh, to go over there. Because they have no idea what really happens. They just see pictures. They don't know what to do. But I realized over there that they guide you, you know. You seem lost. I was lost. I was like all over the place. Until I came home, I didn't realize how how peaceful it felt. You know, that I, I was watching this movement for a long time. But finally, when I went ahead and joined it and I did it. And that feeling was, 
to be honest over there it felt very normal because they were so open about it and they wanted to talk to everybody and everybody uh, get everybody involved so i felt like you know i it's nothing new but when i went back home and i thought about it uh it gave me a sense of pride in myself that you know it's a small thing that i did but i i contributed to a cause in my country just picking up garbage will not clean everything it's the awareness that that brings i mean how many ever friends i've brought to the clean up with me it must be a very few number 3 4 maybe maximum but the feedback that i've gotten from them is that just by attending one or two such uh, clean ups they have stopped you know uh, throwing away the garbage they ask where my garbage is going that's the kind of conversation that we need to have and this is what uh, the clean up brings this is what it starts it's, it brings up conversation it brings up awareness among people who don't know about it i i never used to do it for 25 years of my life i was never bothered about where my wet waste and dry waste is going and as long as it's out of the house as long as it's not in my backyard you know then i don't really care about it that's not the attitude that uh, we need to have as a community as a city if we want to see our city clean and that's i think the really the the crux of the whole clean up movement not just by physically going and cleaning it it's it's an attitude change it's a mindset change and that is the most difficult part i suspect there is something really powerful to persistent and consistent action which um which isn't there in doing something you know one off i mean i remember from my experience of being in mumbai where post visarjan you know it, it was so filthy the beaches were again you know like the probably the before of versova <laughs> and you and all these kids from colleges and schools were sort of marched up in their uniforms to clean it and i mean that was just this one off thing where you did it as an obligation you didn't really think about it making the choice of coming there day after day i think that's 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 powerful uh but i wanted to ask what about those people in mumbai who actually live by the sea aren't there a lot of bastis in that area uh, are they also involved yeah actually that's how our flows began engaging with the communities in anvarsova because you know and for me it's one of the things that really stands out about uh, his initiative and he said you know he'd see people coming out to the beach to use it as a toilet and he'd tell them not to mm. and they'd get really angry and say oh, but you know where do we go we don't have any other space to go um so then he decided to visit the community toilet block and you know he said what he saw was just shocking and then he he started then cleaning that toilet block which yeah um, I, that's 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 intense yeah because it's it, it is something to say that that's how much you're committed to what you're doing and you know and i was talking to one of his volunteers john t who's actually grown up in that sagar kutir basti on varsova beach and he now has a young child of his own and is sort of the hero also of of his community because he's been really successful in mobilizing 72 young men to join this cleanup hum log bahut pehle se matlab 3 4 saal ho gaya jude hai sar ke tarf se aur jaise ki pehle hum logo ko idea nahi tha ye cheez ka kyunki hum log bhi pehle khud slum mein rehte the to gandagi karte the aur kachra idhar fekte the udhar fekte the actually pata nahi tha kya hai segregation kya karna hai recycle kya hai प्लास्टिक से क्या हार्मफुल होता है मरीन स्पीशीज को क्या होता है बस घर पे लाया बाहर फेंक दिए तो एक इंसान ऐसा आया सडनली हमारे एरिया में हमारा बाथरूम टॉयलेट सब साफ करने लग गए तो पहले हमको जैसे कि हमको पहला लगा कोई पार्टी का आदमी है 
इलेक्शन में खड़े होना आ रहा है वोट मिलेगा तो भाग जाएगा क्योंकि स्लम में मोस्टली ऐसे होते हैं बॉम्बे में यही सब होता है कोई ग्राउंड वर्क करने के लिए तैयार नहीं सब बोलते हैं कोई ग्राउंड वर्क नहीं करता है जैसे कि अभी सर कर रहे ग्राउंड वर्क हाथ से कर रहे खुद आके खड़े लीडर का होना ज़रूरी है अगर लीडर नहीं रहेगा लीडर खाली बात करेगा तो उसके पीछे जो वॉल्टियर्स है वो लोग थोड़े दिन ही करेंगे हम लोग हम लोग का ये रोज चार साल से हम लोग छोड़े नहीं क्यों क्योंकि लीडर ही हमारे साथ काम कर रहा है लीडर खुद ग्राउंड वर्क कर रहा है तो लीडर हम लोग को बोलता था जा वो उठा ये उठा वो कर वो कर तो हम लोग बोलता था यार ये तो खाली हम लोग को बोलता है ये खाली हम लोग को बोलता है ये कुछ करता नहीं है तो लीडर ही साथ में काम करता है तो सबसे बड़ा मोटिवेशन है हमारे लिए क्योंकि इतना बड़ा आदमी हमारे साथ काम कर रहा है और हमारे चीज़ें उठा रहा है हमारे हमारे जहाँ हम रह रहे बचपन से वो जगह आके साफ कर रहा है जहाँ हम लोग टॉयलेट जाते वो टॉयलेट आके साफ कर रहे हैं मैं और मेरे एक फ्रेंड गणेश हम लोग बैठ के सोच डिस्कस किए बोला इतना बड़ा आदमी मर्सडीज में आता था <laughs> साफ करने बोला इतना बड़ा आदमी हम लोग का छोटा सा स्लम साफ करना था बोला ये शर्म की बात है बोला ये हमको ऐसा स्टार्ट करना चाहिए कुछ ना कुछ फिर दो जन दो से चार चार अभी हम लोग सेवेंटी लड़के लोग हंसी मजाक मतलब हम लोग को बहुत जन है जैसे मोस्टली इस्लम में सब दोस्त लोग यार लोग रहते हैं तो बोला अभी कचरा वाला बन गया <laughs> कचरा उठा रहा है तो हम लोग भी हंस के टाल दिए बोला हाँ चल कचरा मगर इतना जिन्होंने बोला हम लोग को जिन्होंने चिढ़ाया हम लोग को जिन्होंने ये किया वो चिढ़ाया मतलब वो मजाक मस्ती हो गई ऐसा कुछ नहीं मगर वो लोग चिढ़ाए वो हम लोग को थोड़ा देर तो फील हुआ कि यार कभी बैठे हम लोग चार पाँच यार लोग चिढ़ा रहे हैं देख तो उसमें तो कैसा पांच जन बैठे एक जन बोला रहे और चिढ़ा रहे क्यों कर रहे आप उनको बट में तो बोला नहीं जो अपने को चिढ़ाएगी वो एक दिन हमारे साथ के काम करेगी हम लोग ने मैंने और मेरे फ्रेंड ने सोचा कि आप उन स्पोर्ट्स चालू कर दें जहाँ बच्चे लोग को बच्चे यानी फिफ्टीन से लेके ट्वेंटी ट्वेंटी फाइव के एज में जिसको जो इंटरेस्ट है स्पोर्ट्स वो हम लोग टूर्नामेंट रखें और ऐसा रखे हम लोग ने बोला ये टीम को एंट्री है वो लोग आगे क्लीन अप करें तो वो टीम को एंट्री वो टीम को हम लोग जो भी कैश प्राइज जमा के हम लोग दे देते तो ऐसा हम लोग ने ये चालू किया हम लोग सर ने बताया ऐसा करो ऐसा करोगे तो स्पोर्ट्स एक्टिविटीज़ भी ज़रूरी है तो बोला स्पोर्ट्स एक्टिविटीज़ चालू करेंगे तो ऐसा ये ऐसा चीज़ बताएंगे तो लोग को थोड़ा ये लगेगा कि हाँ हम लोग स्पोर्ट्स भी खेल रहे और एनवायरनमेंट भी साफ रखे तो वैसा कर करके कर करके बहुत तकलीफ हुआ मगर लास्ट में जुड़ गया अभी बहुत जन जुड़ गए जैसा आपको मैं बताया सेवेंटी and that is quite an astounding second level impact i i just i'm loving the different types of people that uh, that are getting involved in this yeah and afros was saying you know he wasn't even on social media in the beginning and but now he's using that as a platform to engage with more and more people and i don't think it actually would have been possible to do what he has without the sheer numbers of volunteers that you know that show up and you know literally like 20 k million kgs of garbage removed it's it's incredible and you know week after week i've seen an average of at least 40 at you know at any given cleanup and when he plans bigger events then that figure touches 5000 these are volunteers all volunteers yes and you know one of the volunteers i met there actually is a school going boy arush who's 15 and 
he joined about three months ago and is, is he's already a regular face there. I started three months ago. We used to fill up one or two trucks at the Meaty River. But as more people get aware about it, we're filling up five to six trucks. And it's, and it's amazing to see that we as humans, such few people can clean up say, hundreds of tons of plastic. So even if one person, like I, I clean up, I say I clean up five or six buckets. So even if one person is, uh, even if one person comes, we can clean up more five or six buckets. And that is how uh, we should see it. Because you see so many people, you tell them, I'm going to clean the beach, I'm going to clean the ocean. They'll say, it'll keep, the plastic will keep flowing in. It'll never stop. But um, the way to see it is that we are making a significant impact. impact because even if I pick up one garbage, one plastic um, wrapper, it might not uh, be, it might not land up in the stomach of a turtle or a fish. So that is what is uh, important to realize. And we need to, everyone needs to come out one day or two days, just take out from whatever free time rather than going to watch a movie or playing on your PS4 or Xbox. Rather come out and help your environment. Arush's excitement is really warming and uh, I think it does seem rather thrilling that so many children are also interested, engaged and joining this space of doing and, and, and I think like we said, the doing leads to that space of introspection. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, it's also such a special part of, of the cleanups and you know, and the other exciting thing actually about it is that in March 2018, some 20 Olive Ridley turtles were actually spotted on Versova Beach after a really long time. And you know, the ocean is so inseparable from the idea of Mumbai. I mean, in a city that's constantly moving, the beach is that space where everyone comes, you know, to pause and rest and, and to find solace. And, and I mean, even when you're participating in a cleanup, you know, you feel that sensation. And there's just a quietening that comes with working with your hands and legs and, and just being connected to the rhythm of the ocean. And even as you're doing that, I mean, you know, Afros calls it a duty or responsibility to the ocean. But even in that journey, the ocean's always giving back. If you found this episode interesting, do share it with your communities. To join cleanups in your city, visit our website www.thecuriositycollective.org for a list of people and groups who are leading efforts to reconnect with our natural world in Mumbai and in other cities. In our next episode, we'll travel to Bangalore to meet the founder of Daily Dump, Unambir Kasturi, who's working to change the way we engage with waste and to point to solutions that we can start with today. This episode has been made with the support of Srinidhi Raghavan and produced by the Bangalore Recording Company.